This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. Father, come and have your way as we declare this service once more. Open in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That the word that will flow from your throne of grace will bring for healing and liberation. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The message is titled, Provoking Divine Commandments and Divine Declaration. Provoking Divine Commandments and Divine Declaration. We are taking a message from the book of Daniel, chapter 4, verse 17. And I read, This matter... That was meeting between Prophet Daniel and King Nebuchadnezzar, where he revealed so many things to the king. In conclusion, was saying, this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones that this matter we are talking about is ordained by heaven. The decree of the watchers, the host of heaven, and the demand by the word of the holy ones. To the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of man. What the Lord is saying is for us to know that all power belongs to God. That the Lord ruleth in the kingdom of man. And give this kingdom to whosoever he will. And set it up over into the basis of man. The almighty one is one that causes kings and kingdoms to ascend or to descend. The prophet was telling the king, don't be full of yourselves. There's a decree about your downfall. And God wants you to know that no matter the position you occupy in life, heaven can provoke your promotion or your downfall. Just the way they have provoked your promotion and made you a number one king over the affairs of this earth. So that is how the watchers, the king of kings, his angels, the host of heaven, are the watchers. That is how they have properly decreed that today you will know who God is. And that was how for seven seasons Nebuchadnezzar lived in the forests. Seven seasons means seven years. Lived in the forests. And God declared that nobody would take that position. Hello? He said nobody would sit on that throne. He said cut on the tree beneath the roots. He said nobody would take that throne. But you are going to be a beast for seven years. I want to show you that I'm God. So he became a beast. The people that he ruled over were the people that pursued him. Pursued him and ran into the forest, the jungle. He transformed to a beast. He ate, lived like a beast in the forest for seven years. But they couldn't find a replacement. Because God has spoken once to us, have I had it? That all power belongs to who? God. The same way God declared that nobody would sit on that seat. Nobody sat on that seat for seven years until the day the Lord said, come back to that throne again. And when he came back to that throne, he said, Lord, I recognize you as your mighty God. And when I look at people playing God, I laugh at them. I said, because they don't know who God is. I mean, the Hebrews weren't even free people. They were regarded as slaves. 
they had no access to no weapon nothing in fact it was humanly impossible for the hebrews to be delivered if you look at it from the north side eastern west it was impossible for you to one day dream that these people will be set free that they will have their own nation they will depart from egypt but the day the lord said today you must let my people go the day the heaven decreed gave a commandment pharaoh had to bow a commandment has been issued in heaven concerning you Amen. the powers holding you in bondage must let you go men do not know who god is put them in that position you see the characters of man will come out that person that was moving and said he can't kill an ant will rise up to kill an elephant the lord said the bible is for us to read why did he raise david for kings to know how to humble themselves before their creator that is what david stands for that no matter the portion you are humble yourself before god like david you will rule well and enjoy their kingdom and eventually you'll be with him you continue eternity with him but there are people they enter they say no they are god there is no other god but they forget that one day god says it's over it's over Today we are privileged by the grace of God to be taught on the issues of divine commandment and divine declaration. And of course we have natural commandments, natural decree, we have supernatural commandments and equally supernatural decree. Both the natural commandments and decree and supernatural commandment and decree are issued by personalities or agents of authority. <laughs> a poor man doesn't give a command. Hello. A poor man doesn't give what? A decree. Doesn't give a command. Doesn't issue a decree. But when a president authority issues, I command, everybody will bow. It becomes effective. We set aside the constitution and we issue decrediting. It becomes abide. You must abide. However, the supernatural commandment and stroke decree can prevail over the natural one. Either by revocation or by suspension. The supernatural commandment Overrise the natural commandment. Supernatural decree overrides the natural decree. The supernatural commandment can revoke the natural commandment. Supernatural commandment can suspend natural commandment. Joseph was never qualified to be a governor in Egypt. But the commandment of God qualified him. Most times when people look at you, they conclude you are not qualified to be who you are or who God wants you to be. But that vision the Lord has given to you, which is between you and God, qualifies you. That vision the Lord gave to Joseph, his brothers bowed before him, qualified him. That vision the Lord gave to Joseph, where the moon, sun, and stars bowed before him, qualified him. Man might write you off, but the vision of God will write you in. He was not a free-born Egyptian. Mm -mm, he wasn't. But heaven had commanded that this man was going to be a governor one day. He wasn't learned according to the ways of the Egyptians. He didn't go to their university. He didn't go to their school. They were busy wandering from one place to the other before he was sold. So even where they were, he didn't go to school. What they knew was the Jewish religion and whatever education according to Jewish law. Never qualified. He was a prisoner. He was a cattle He was a slave. But there was something God had planted in him that I will activate at, according to his divine timing. 
And I want you to know that there is something God has planted in you that one day will activate to position you by divine commandment where God has ordained that you must be. Yes, that witch, wizard, that agent, internal and external enemies, that evil neighbor, evil colleague will try to stop you, but there is no stopping you. Amen. This will be done to stop you. If you're living in this world and your life is just going without challenges, go and check yourself again. You have missed it somewhere. You are not relevant. It means your destiny is not relevant. If your destiny is relevant, go and read the Bible. You must go through challenges. There are hurdles to clear. Enemy must try to stop you. So when there are challenges, don't get angry. Don't feel bad. It is necessary. There will be challenges to stop you. From that vision God has given to you. That dream God showed you about yourself. That dream God showed you that see you, you were in first class flying to America. You woke up, you say it's because I had malaria. It's not malaria. You hadn't any malaria. God is showing you a vision. It means rise up and claim me by force and by what? Fire. There is a divine commandment about your destiny. Your vision is the divine commandment. Your vision is God's heavenly decree for you, who you are supposed to be on earth. And you must provoke that commandment. Natural situations worked to stop Joseph. But there was a divine commandment in his destiny. The brother sold him. Natural envy. He had coat of many colors. Was a problem. The Lord, the Father showered him was a problem. He's being honest. Was a problem. Are you the only righteous man in our family? We make small deal. You go and tell our father. Oh yes? They move with 50 cows. Of course, cows give birth on the road. Before they come back in the next three months or six months, cows give birth. They said the ones they said, they said some died. Meanwhile, they sold it and shared the money. Big guys. When they do, Joseph will come and daddy. That account they gave you is wrong. Those five cows didn't die. They sold it. They shared the money. So you have our father's eyes. And then the plan to eliminate him came. I want to understand the build up of the hatred. How it got to the level whereby they said we must kill this boy. If not, Judah said no, we can't share it. The blood of our brother cannot be in our hand. So you can imagine the kind of blood that will flow in them to kill their brother. Judah said no. Brought him out. Then the next thing they sold him. From there, slave. Egypt. From there, Potiphar's from their prison after being tortured. But that vision didn't die. Your enemies might rubbish you. They might say, I have finished with you. But God has not finished with you. Yeah. You know, so yes, this one we have done now is finished. He can never rise again. They have done what they can do. But they forget that where the power of man stops is where the power of God begins. Where the wickedness stops is where God's promotion for you starts. They cannot kill your vision because your vision is a spiritual thing. It's not the physical thing. So everything was done to kill. They couldn't kill their vision. That vision was running through divine commandment. There was a decree pushing that vision. Pushing that vision. As the more they tried, whatever thing they were doing to Joseph, even in Potiphar's house, they were pushing him to where he needs to be pushed for God to connect him. Why is this thing happening to me? Look at my situation, God. Have I not suffered enough? Why? 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 Many of us are saying, Pastor, if I go to heaven, there are so many questions I want to ask God. Save that question. 
when you get to where God is taking you, the question will be answered before you get to heaven. Because why are those things happening? Those things are happening because you are in your journey to where God wants you to be for you to be connected. That's why those things are happening. God had to isolate Joseph for him to arise and shine. Natural situations never qualified Joseph to become a governor in Egypt. But God's vision for him qualified him. By divine commandment, I decree and declare that every natural situation working against God's vision for you will turn around to promote you. Amen. By divine decree, I decree that God will give you a testimony that will rubbish every insult over your life. By the decree of the holy ones that will cause men to know that God will it over their face of your life. The man of all will give you testimonies that will shut the mouth of every lion surrounding you. Man proposes and God disposes. They will plan their own but God has a final say. The devices of Joseph's brothers failed. Why did they fail? Because the Lord's divine commandment over the life of Joseph was working. As long as you do not disconnect yourself from divine connection between you and God, nobody can kill your destiny. As long as you don't disconnect yourself. And I prophesy this morning that the divine commandment of the Lord will rubbish every evil device of your enemies to bring you down. Amen. By divine decree you are promoted. I say you are promoted. Amen. 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 Your destiny is promoted. Amen. Your star is promoted. Amen. Your marriage is promoted. Amen. Your family is promoted. Amen. The works of your hands are promoted. Amen. Your business is promoted. Amen. Your finances are promoted. Amen. You are promoted unto long life. You are promoted unto good health. Amen. You are promoted unto favor. Amen. You are promoted unto wisdom. Amen. You are promoted unto joy. Amen. You are promoted unto greatness. If you agreement, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. What is a commandment? A commandment is something, an order, or a command that must be obeyed. It's an order, a command that must be obeyed. A commandment is an instruction from an authority that does not call for dialogue. Another from authority that does not call for dialogue. Rather, it must be obeyed. The Lord told Elijah when he declared, as the Lord God of Israel lived before my stand, said, I shall need thee be, be due no rain but by my walls. And then the Lord said, Go to a hidden place. River Brook. He said, go to there. I have commanded the raven to feed you. I have commanded the raven to feed you. You know what it means? A bed to feed somebody. God gave instruction to a bed that was only bringing meat to Elijah. Elijah was enjoying and drinking for the spring there until the spring dried up. He said, go to the woman of Zarephath for I have commanded her and when she got there, the man said, this is her last me. He said, give it to me. Why did the woman give Elijah the last me? Because there was a divine command. When there is a command, it does not call for dialogue. It must be obeyed. Not to talk about supernatural command. 
And that is why this morning, a divine command has been activated for all of you in Jesus' name. What is a decree? A decree is an edict or an act of law. It's a judicial decision rendered by a court of equity. To enforce an order, one can issue a command or make a declaration through a decree. Come with me to the book of Daniel chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visit was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spoke and commanded that they should hit the furnace once, seven times more than it was wont to be heated. He said they didn't bow before his graven image. He commanded. Maybe this thing used to be hit to the level of 100%. He said, now nah, make it 700. Make the the hotness, 700 per heat it to the level of 700 percent. 20. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Badnego and to cast them into the burning fairy furnace. If we go down to 22, let us look at 20. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot. The flame of fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The men that took them inside the fairy furnace of fire. The hotness of the fire killed those people. What about the people inside the fire then? Their bones will have melted. If the people that carried them to the fire were killed by the hotness of the fire. What about the people they threw inside this? Look at verse 26 to 13. Something happened. Back up to 25. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no heart, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And of course, now, they relate with God, they know, you know that this one is not just ordinary person. That one will move like Shelly Abadinego. That one will move in as the owner of the fire. So he knew this one must be the God. For this one to be moving in the fire, the way he was moving, he knew that this one must be God. <laughs> 26. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fairy furnace and spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes and governors and captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an head of their head sank, neither were their clothes changed. Nor the smell of the fire had passed on them. The Lord is good. He saw something. Why were they not destroyed by the fire? Because there is a divine commandment. There's a decree backing their destinies. The Lord wants you to know who you are. There's a divine decree backing your existence on earth. When they topple a government, they bring forth a new decree. Abi? That decree is what now gives legal power to the existence of the new government. Am I right? All of us on this earth, there is a divine commandment and decree backing our journey on this earth. All of us, go and read Psalm 139, read it very well, all of them. He said in his book, everything about us was what? Written. Psalm 139, when you get home, read it. There is a rock call backing, there is a decree, a commandment backing our journey, we are on an assignment. The unfortunate thing is that not all of us will go back to our creator. Because here is the place of battle. Some will be wounded. Some will not complete the assignment. Some will complete. 
and get back to their creator. Some will not complete, or some will complete now for the devil. And as long as you are connected to your creator, you will make it. Yeah. As long as. Because he is the one that will make sure that when you pass through the sun, he will not allow the sun to destroy you. When you pass through the fire, he will not allow the fire to destroy you. There was a decree, a commandment. The three men were thrown into the furnace of fire. Nothing happened to them. But the soldiers that threw them, they had died. Why did they not die? There's a decree back in them. After that, they were promoted. On your journey to the top, at times the ladder will break, you will fall. You could be wounded, but that does not stop you from climbing again. Keep on climbing. A just man falls seven times and rises up again. Don't give up. It is when you give up, that's where the trouble is. As long as you don't give up, your God will never give up on you. Amen. If you look at the statue of that, chapter 3, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of where? Babylon. If that thing did not happen, would they have been promoted? There are situations you are going through for you to get to the level of promotion. In the book of Daniel chapter 4, we read it, that's what we used to open. Prophet Daniel pointed out that ultimate power is in the hands of God, whose decree can never be altered. A man's decree can be altered. A man can set aside human decree, but no man can set aside supernatural decree. No man can set aside your destiny, because your destiny is empowered by the Almighty God. In the book of Daniel chapter 4, verses 24 to downwards, Daniel chapter 4, 24 downwards, this is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which is come upon the Lord, the king. I said, this is interpretation and the decree <laughs> of the whole most high. You know you are playing God, but there is another decree greater than your own decree. There is another God greater than that's why I say most high. Ultimate power belongs to God. Amen. The supernatural controls the natural. Human beings operate by natural decree and their commandments could be set aside by fellow man. Human decree could be set aside by supernatural decree or by supernatural commandment. If we go back again to the book of Daniel chapter 3, verse 28, you will see what happened there. Daniel chapter 3, verse 28. It said, Then Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word. Have changed who? Nebuchadnezzar used man to say, that the king's commandment has been changed by a superior power. My decree that this one should be killed by fire, but fire refused to kill them. The fire was heated seven times more than the usual, but he refused to kill. Rather, he killed the people that threw them inside the fire. He said, this God is so strong that he changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. He said, this God has preserved his children and make sure that they will never serve any other God. I therefore make a decree that every people, nation and language, will speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be caught in pieces. And their bodies shall be made a here, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Can you imagine? He made a decree that Anybody that speak against their God 
is in trouble. Any man, anyone that will speak against their God is in trouble. He made a decree. Why? Because a supernatural God, a greater God, took over the whole show. So we see here that King Nebuchadnezzar recognized that his decree and commandment over Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been set aside and he equally praised the living God. This morning I prophesied that by divine commandment, the almighty God will do something in your lives that will cause your enemies to recognize their God. Amen. I decree that as many as are gathering for your downfall will gather for your promotion. Amen. Commandments I decree are both instruments used by persons or organs of authority. The instruments used for implementations of laws from a higher authority. In the book of Esther, Esther chapter 1, from verse 19 to 21, it says, If it please the king, let there go a royal commandment from him, and let it be written among the laws of the patients and the medias, that it be not altered. The laws of commandment of the king can never be altered, except by divine commandment. God caused the one of the Nebuchadnezzar to be altered. We are going to see another one that will be altered by divine authority. The Vashta come no more before King Ahasuerus. And let the king give her royal estate unto another that is better than she. And when the king's decree which he shall make shall be published throughout all the, his empire, for it is great. All the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and small and the same pleased the king and the princes and the king did according to the word of Memokan. the lord is good Jesus issued a decree and a commandment in this very place to set aside and to bring to an end the reign of queen vashti this commandment was a supernatural move that made way for esther to emerge as a queen today many destinies have imposters sitting over what God has them for them. We have imposters sitting on people's health, on people's business, finances, jobs, marriages, lives, destinies, families, and promotion. And I decree by divine commandment this morning, I command as many as are sitting over your destiny to be uprooted by force and by fire. Amen. By divine decree, they must give up your blessings. Amen. Whatever that belongs to you in their hands must overturn, overturn, and locate you in Jesus' name. Amen. They must give up your health. Amen. They must give up your star. Amen. They must give up your joy. Amen. They must give up your good health. Amen. They must give up your virtues, Amen. your talents, Amen. the works of your hands. Amen. In agreement, shout hallelujah. In the semester chapter 8, Esther chapter 8, verses 4 to 8. Then the king held out the golden scepter towards Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king and said, If it please the king, and if I have found fun in his sight, and the thing seemed right before the king, and I be pleasing his eyes, let it be written to revise the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadetta, the Agagites, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come unto my people 
Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then the king Ahasuerus said unto Esther, the queen unto Mordecai, the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write it also for the Jews, as it liketh you, in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name, and see with the king's ring, may no man revise. He had issued a commandment, and this time he is revising it again. He said, after this one, nobody has the right to revise it again. Verses 15 and 17 of Ceylon chapter 8. And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of linen and purple, and the city of Shoshan rejoiced and was glad. You remember before Mordecai died, this city was in grief. When the letters were posted out that the Jews were going to be slaughtered, killed. But the same city came alive when God moved against Haman and revised the situation. Verse 16. The Jews had lights and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province and in every city, Whosoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. So we are seeing situations where a king can revise his decree or commandment, but by divine mandates, by the authority of the Most High God. So God compared mandated King Ahasuerus to revise his commandments against the Jews which brought for peace, joy to them and one more souls for Christ men and women evil powers can make their decrees and judgment against one but God has a final say no matter how bad the situation is you must not give up on God a decree has been passed, issued that the Jews must be killed at a certain date but they didn't give up on their God they kept on praying they kept on calling upon the name of the Lord until God answered them Marungusha kingdoms have passed decrees against people. It's possible that altars, shrine, and deities, idols, and gods, as a prince and diviners, can make the evil decree against you. But God has a final say. It's possible that powers from your father's house, mother's house, foundational powers, ancestral powers, spiritual powers can issue their decree, demonic commandments against you. But God has a final say. Internal external enemies are there. Unfriendly friends, acquaintances, evil in laws, evil neighbors, evil colleagues, they're always there. But I want you to understand that God will always have a final say. Today, every demonic commandment and decree against you is shall by set aside. Amen. It's by set aside. Amen. It's by set aside. Amen. Every demonic commandment against you is shall by revise Amen. to favor you, Amen. to promote you, Amen. to revive you, Amen. to connect you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 89 34. Psalm 89 verse 34. He said, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God is not a covenant breaker. The human beings are covenant breakers. God is not a covenant breaker. If you want, as it is written, concern your destiny to manifest, you must not break your covenant with God. In the face of death, they stood for God. They did not break their covenant. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not break their covenant with God. And God worked for them. 
in the first threat to his life, Daniel refused to break that covenant. And God worked for him. Even if you are seeing death, don't you ever deny Jesus Christ. Stand for him. What shall separate you from the love of God? They stood. Esther said, if I perish, I do what? I perish. She held on to that covenant. If I perish, even if it cost my life, let it be so. I have no regrets. The three Hebrew men, said, okay, we will not be diplomatic. There's no, let us give you an answer. We're not going home to think about it. Whether we'll buy before you. We will not bow down to your graven image. Ah, these boys have the God to reply, to talk to me openly. Say, we're not bow to your graven image. He saw you hit the fire seven times. But your God never failed them. Because God is not a covenant breaker. Don't break the covenant. In the midst of poverty, don't break that covenant. In the midst of demotion, don't break that covenant. In the midst of hardship, trial, difficulties of life, don't break that covenant. Hold on to that God. Prophecy came. The someone and style will bow before you. What did Joseph see? Joseph began to see negative aspects, negativities of life. But he held on to that covenant. Trials came. He held on to that covenant. Human beings can say they have finished with you. No matter where they have taken your names to, they can never kill your destiny. The only person that has the right to kill your destiny is you, yourself. But if you say, I am not giving up, that God will locate you at the appointed time and promote you. He didn't fail any of them because there was a divine commandment, a decree backing up God's purpose for them in life. You're not alone. That vision is a commandment God has put in your hand. The vision God has given to you about your life is his commandment for you on earth. That is what you are supposed to be and what you are supposed to achieve. There is a decree backing that vision. It's even though it tarries, even though it tarries, wait for it. It didn't say jump out from the boss. It didn't say reject the boss. Stay in that boss. Run with it. Travel with it. Sleep with it. Wake up with it. That vision. One day that vision will speak for yourself. One day that vision will prove your enemies wrong. That question you've been asking, why, 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 why? The day that vision will explode, your enemies will begin to ask, what kind of God is backing you up? God does not lie. We all have commandments backing up his vision for us. We all have decrees backing up our journey on earth. It's our duty to make sure we do not give up on God. It's our duty to make sure what God has spoken will surely come to pass. Because God does not give up on anybody. I want you to understand that the compassion of Jesus Christ is not limited. His love is not limited. His blessing is not limited. It is not for the rich. It is not for the mighty. Jesus has provision for every one of us. If Jesus could have provision for a beggar, a beggar, a blind man by the highway side, Jesus has enough provision for you. Don't give up on your God. Because Jesus will never give up on you. If Jesus couldn't give up on a blind man, Jesus can never give up upon you. Who comes to church every day, every Sunday, to call upon his name. My covenant will I not break. That is his word. Now alter the words. That word I have spoken concerning your vision. That word I have spoken concerning who you are on this earth. I will never alter it as long as you do not alter it yourself. 
And this morning, God has a strong word for somebody. That that divine commandment has been activated by reason of this message. Amen. His decree for your life has been activated by reason of this message. Amen. For argument, shout hallelujah. Rise to your feet, begin to bless the name of the Lord. Most times we make him too small in our eyes. In our minds. Through the way we take him. God works for you based at the level. You recognize him. If you see him as a small God. If you see him as God who cannot take care of your problem. That is who he will be. But if you see him as a man of war. A God that will rule us. That can change situation. That is who he will be. This man, wherever we are. I want us to lift our minds that from now onwards we'll never make you a small God. We have made you too small in our minds and our eyes. From now onwards, Father, we'll see you as a most high God. If people like the Nebuchadnezzar could recognize you and issue a decree that no other God should be served except you, why wouldn't I recognize you as the most high God? King Ahasuerus of the Persian kingdom could recognize you. Why wouldn't I recognize you? All this while I have limited myself by making it too small in my eyes. And I ask for mercy, Lord. I ask for that mercy, Lord. I repent. From now onward, by reason of this message, I have a better assessment, better knowledge of who you are, Lord. And I came to that level and reign. And for those of us, if you are not giving your life to Christ, this is a wonderful time for you to begin to confess, begin to talk to the Lord. I want to give my life to you, Lord. And I want you to change my situations. Oh, yes. I want you to write my name. Blot out my name from the book of death. Write in the book of life. In words, in actions, in thoughts, we offend the Lord in different ways. For those of us who are born again, saved, I want us to repent. In words, in actions, in thoughts, all areas we have offended the Lord. That by reason of your blood, we ask that you accept the confessions of repentance we have made this morning. We ask, Father, for restoration. Restoration to the supernatural realm that we ought to be. And by reason of this service, Lord, we ask that your divine commandment and divine decree will usher us to the next level of our blessings. That what belongs to will no longer pass us by. That there will be speedy manifestations so that your name will be glorified. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.